Hello and welcome Behind the Marquee, the podcast where we talk about everything that's going inside, going on inside and outside the world of art house and independent cinema. My name is Nick Aldrink. I'm the programmer and media coordinator at the Michigan and State Theater. We are here in downtown Ann Arbor at the downtown Ann Arbor District Library. And I've got two guests guests with me who also work at the work at the Michigan State. Please introduce yourselves and tell us what you do. I am Ariel Wan. I'm the director of marketing and programming and also the co-director of Cinetopia Film Festival this year. Hi, my name is Mackenzie Peacock. I'm the conference manager of the Art House Convergence and also do some programming for the Cinetopia. That's right, that's right. Uh, we are going to be getting into the, the, the nitty-gritty, I suppose, of the Cinetopia schedule. So as, as we're talking, I encourage you to go to the Cinetopia website, cinetopiafestival.org, and follow, follow along with us. Or, you know, uh, listen to this once the, uh, once the program guides come out. The program guides should be out within the week, right, Ariel? Yep. On May 1st, it will be available at all venues. Perfect, perfect. I'm really excited to see those. Uh, so let's get into it. Cinetopia Festival starts Friday, May 10th. And I think that we all have on our lists before you know it, as we've discussed, that starts at 8 o'clock at the Michigan Main Theater. And that will be followed by a Q&A with Hannah Pearl Utt and Jen Tullock. Hannah Pearl Utt is the co-star, co-writer, uh, co-director, or no, single direct director. And Jen is her co-writer and co-star. We've discussed this film quite a bit already, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a really exciting event. There's going to be an opening party before beforehand for all you with passes. If you haven't got passes, of course, you can still get those. But it's going to be a really great start to the festival. I think the film, the tone of the film mm-hmm. sets up Cinetopia really well. Yeah. Um, you're going to leave really happy, delighted. Yeah. And you're going to be like... That Alec Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it for like two scenes, but it'll leave with you. <laughs> Ariel, you already met Hannah at Cleveland. Can you tell us a little bit about that story? Because I, I like telling the story because uh, Jen, you basically convinced Hannah to get Jen to come as well because we originally only had Hannah coming. Right. Um, so Jen, uh, uh, Hannah was there with her executive producer, Aunt Mallory, and the two of them just had really interesting dynamic mm-hmm. um, when they were talking and answering questions about the film and you know certain decisions that they made and where they filmed and how they got Manny Patinkin involved. And I just thought that their, um, the Q&A was just much more interesting when there was a second voice mm-hmm. uh, instead of her just kind of talking about herself. And, mm-hmm. um, and then you know knowing that Jen also co-wrote it and she plays her sister. I right. mean, the two, it's about these two sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's the way I would say it's like it's a 30 year old version of Frozen and if they lived all in the Brooklyn and you know they have these dynamics um, so I was just like you know it would be great if we could get Jen yeah. it'd be great if we got Mallory I just thought that we needed a second voice in that Q&A mm-hmm. um, so Jen being available was completely by luck Yeah. because um, I also was like Maybe Alec Baldwin can come, or maybe <laughs> Mandy can come. Mm-hmm. And um, Jen was like, "Yeah, I'm totally able to come." And you know, in the Q and A, I learned that the two of them are also just best friends. Yeah, their um, chemistry is terrific. Yeah, they, you know, they co-wrote this movie. They, um, they said that you know these are like the worst case scenarios of themselves. <laughs> so I just, I just felt like their dynamic on screen was great. I'm, I'm sure their off screen dynamic will be really great too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to know like. Did they write for each other's dialogue? You know what I mean? Right. Like, this is what I see as the worst case scenario of <laughs> you, my dear friend. <laughs> Something we can look forward to. At the yeah, Q&A. absolutely. Right. Uh, so, yeah, moving on, Saturday, May 11th, the second day. So I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm seeing sticks first. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- I mean, well-groomed and man-made. I think uh, there's a, you have a couple more chances in the festival to see those. But Sticks is a movie that you're going to want to see on the big screen. This oh, yeah. Is, this is one that, can, that really needs to be seen this way. After that, I'm going to The Farewell. Me too. I'll yeah. see you there. <laughs> Again, M- Mickey Montgomery, Clifton, Yabadeen, both great picks the farewell again that's another film that we've talked about at length quite a bit uh so it's yeah a really fun enjoyable enjoyable film now the the block after that i think we might diverge a little bit here i'm going to wild rose yeah me too oh yeah (laughs) i'm going to framing john delorean framing john delorean 
Oh, yep. That would be in the, in, in the screening room. Yep. There's only two chances to see this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and one is at the Maple Theater. One is at the state uh, the screening room. Mm-hmm. And both of them, all, one of them's already at, um, we already done selling advanced tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's on standby, which just means um, after the pass holders get seated and then the ticket holders get seated, whatever remaining, you can walk up and you can be in the standby mm-hmm. line and get a ticket to see the film. And that's one we're going to be having the Q&A with the producer, Tamir Arden. Yes. And yep. He and is, he's, they call him, is he, he's the one that they call the DeLorean historian, yep, correct? he <laughs> is. And he can get you a DeLorean to show up at anywhere in the world. <laughs> and one showed up in Utah, right? Right. Yeah, we, yeah, we had um, at the Art House Convergence this year, um, IFC is uh, the one, they're distributing Framing John DeLorean, mm-hmm. and they called me and they were like, hey, so can we send a DeLorean to the conference? <laughs> and you never say no when someone says, can I send a DeLorean to your event? <laughs> right. So. And that, that that's the film, uh, it's very similar to the style of American Animals that we had last year. It's yeah. a, a documentary narrative, kind of finds the best of both worlds. Right. Uh, uh, for instance, Alec Baldwin is in the film as John DeLorean. Right. Uh, I think he also shows up as a talking head uh, in the documentary portion of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a documentary within a narrative. Yeah. That also is a documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's, it's a, if, if, if you don't know anything about John DeLorean, don't look it up. His, his history, his, because he got into some, some trouble there uh, with his business. So, because his real life is like a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, It'll just be more impactful. And then mm-hmm. afterwards, you can Google a lot. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I want everyone to see this movie. And then um, within, like, the next year or so, there's another DeLorean movie coming out that yeah. um, that I saw in Toronto last year that is I did not think was good. Uh, this one's <laughs> supposed to be great. Um, but the other one stars Lee Pace playing John DeLorean, which uh-huh. I think is fascinating that within the same year or so um, – Alec Baldwin and Lee Pace will play the same character because those are two yeah. incredibly different actors. R- r- um, r- so remind, I want to do r- remind me who Lee Pace is. Um, wow, what should I? Uh, well, I mean, his he main did TV all, sh- like romantic comedies, right? Nope, not at no? all. Oh. Um, well, maybe TV shows. Pushing <laughs> okay. Daisies oh, uh, was yes. kind of oh. his big breakthrough. But if you've seen The Hobbit or the Twilight movies. Um, mm. He's like the king of the elves in gotcha. the Hobbit prequels. Yeah, but I know I know who you're talking about now. He's a beautiful, beautiful tall man. <laughs> oh, he's just great. But I think that's what I mean. Him and Alec Baldwin. I'm like, what? Right. So see this, and then you, when you see that one, you can yeah. you can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a little insight into our world: um, if you miss framing John DeLorean during Cinetopia, we will most likely bring it for a full run when it is released later on this summer. All right, absolutely. Um, so after Wild Rose, I'm going. Uh, I'm going to Funin after that. Uh, Funin is our only animated film. That's well. If you, if you don't count the the Children's Film Festival animated shorts, this is our only feature length animated film. It, but that does not mean it's a kids movie. Do not bring your kids to see this movie. It is dark. It is about the Cambodian Revolution and about a, a family fleeing uh, the country during during this said revolution. Uh, very, very dark. It's very moving. It is made uh, by the, 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 the director of the film. It is the story of his life, basically. He's telling mm. the story of his parents. So, yeah, very touching. Um, and then, of course, yeah, uh, that, that, yeah, that's at 8.30 on Saturday. And if that one fills up, I have no problem going to Killing God either. <laughs> yeah. I'd be going to the Sharks that night. Yeah. Um, yep, that's a really... Uh, I think I talked about it on the last podcast, so I won't mm-hmm. belabor it, but mm-hmm. it's just a um, fascinating, messy, cool um, Argentinian film about mm-hmm. teenage sexuality. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ariel, tell us about the filmmaker lounges that are that are going on through the festival. The first day of the filmmaker lounge is that Saturday. Yeah, so um, this sa- I think the Saturday one, I can't remember which one's at MASH and which one's at the State Theater. Mm-hmm. But one of them will be at MASH, which mm-hmm. is uh, next to Blue Tractor, or actually underneath, Under, underneath Blue, Blue Tractor. Tractor. Um, and that is just, I mean, filmmaker lounges is a place where you can get some snacks, some drinks, uh, interact with the filmmakers that are in town, um, and it is open to um, VIP guests and pass holders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have a VIP pass, if you're a sponsor, if you're a filmmaker, um, you will have a VIP level access, and that will get you into our filmmaker lounges, and um, drinks and food are complimentary. 
Um, and it'll just be a really great way to kind of hang out with these people who made movies that you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's a really, really cool thing to do. Um, I did that in Cleveland. Um, and just, you know, they're just chilling and they're mm-hmm. just regular people who are super talented and made amazing <laughs> films and they're also promoting their own film saying, hey, it's going to be here tomorrow or, you know, later on today, you should definitely come check it out. Mm-hmm. And with with that with that the, uh, another perk that you can take advantage of on the day if you're not in the Ann Arbor area but uh, you're in uh, you want to stay in Dearborn or Detroit the first weekend at the Arab American National Museum their film Dela's Other Country will be playing at six forty five and your pass will get you into that as well and yep. then we're doing an iftar dinner after that yep that's right oh that's so cool mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. so moving on to Sunday May twelfth I'm starting. This one, this one's really tough. This this first block was really tough for me to to try and decide, but I think I'd be going to two of the stars first. Hell yeah! Yeah, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> uh, I'm going to One Child Nation. Yes, because it's about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm really curious to see this documentary um, about the one child policy in China. Mm-hmm. They've actually recently changed that to two children because they're noticing a population decline because everyone is getting older and there's not enough children to take care of the old people. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately we're not able to get uh, anyone to come that was involved with the film. Um, but I'd be interested to see, you know, if people want to continue the conversation in the lobby afterwards. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I have one child nation later in the schedule. But mm-hmm. I, I think I, I'm also going to see two. I would go be going to see two of the dust later. But the Seattle, Seattle Children's Film Festival shorts, those are very sweet, very creative. Yeah. And those are family friendly. So yes. you definitely can bring your children. Yes, absolutely. And those uh, those would be an ad. The, the shorts will be in Angel Hall B. So then after that, I'm, I'd be going to time trial at 3.15 afterwards because I haven't actually seen this one. Yeah. This, this was your pick. Yes. This one I brought... Um, after seeing it at Cleveland last year. And I just thought it was such an, a very different type of documentary. You're really first person point of view. It's kind of like, it's kind of like those GoPro movies where they mount it on the bike, but this is so much more than that. You really feel like you are David Miller or you're with him mm-hmm. the entire time going through his experience of trying to redeem himself after, um, being caught for doping and having his Tour de France win stripped from him. Mm-hmm. So this is like his last chance to get into the Tour de France. And mm-hmm. it's just a really, really, really interesting documentary. And um, this specific documentary, um, uh, this screening is uh, sponsored by the Ann Arbor Velo Club, which mm-hmm. had their race. Their first, I think one of their races was this past weekend, and they're having another one, um, I think, before Sanatopia starts. Uh, after that, uh, I'd be given the 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 Jewish Film Festival some love and going to go see Ninety Three Queen at the screening room at the Michigan Theater. This was a film that we watched uh, in consideration for last year's Cinetopia, but we, we weren't able to get it. So I'm I, I'm really excited that, that the Jewish Film Fe- Festival picked it up. This is a documentary that takes place in Brooklyn of uh, the Hasidic Jewish community in uh, in Brooklyn, and uh, they are. Uh, these these females form their own emergency EMT service mm. for for women in Brooklyn. A very inspiring, fascinating documentary, and and look into a world that you see often, but I don't think people really understand it much. You, right. And why did they start their own EMT service? Because women in the Hasidic Jewish community, they're not. They're not able to be touched by men that aren't their husband. Oh, okay. So they, so but they can be. Uh, so when when they're in help, you know, they, they, there's this women task force that is able to help them mm-hmm. um, because it's still abiding right. by their by right. their by their tenants, I suppose. I think I'd be going to uh, Crossing Beyond oh, that yeah. night, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, really uh, as someone I've watched every. Um, Olympics since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I watch it from, especially when I was younger, I would watch it from, you know, I'd wake up at 7 a.m. and beg my mom to let me stay up late to watch Bob Costas talk to them at like <laughs> two in the morning when it's, especially when it's mm-hmm. <laughs> far off time zone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and nowadays with all the streaming online, you know, I watch everything. I don't care if there's a commentator, I'll watch High Jump for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and cry probably. So I really <laughs> like this documentary. It's a, uh, a kind of behind the scenes look 
Mm -hmm. um, at the most recent Winter Olympics in South Korea. And it follows a lot of athletes that don't get um, spotlight on NBC. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not always just the the gold medal winners or, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the well-known names. They Mm -hmm. follow uh, uh, athletes from um, around the world uh, Mm -hmm. that I'd never heard of. And it was just a really fascinating, Mm -hmm. uplifting, cool documentary that gets access to a lot of things that I hadn't seen as someone who obsessively watches the Mm -hmm. Olympics. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really excited about that one. And one of the more... yeah, the, the, as you said, there's a lot of storylines in it, but one of the of a very prominent storyline is of the North Korean, South Korean hockey team. Yeah. It's a really nice, it's a powerful story to yeah. see these people who are have so much in common, but are so different at the same time. And as they came together, they weren't sure how they're going to get along with the, with their teammates. And mm-hmm. it, they ended up becoming really close. Yeah. And there's a lot of footage from the practices and interviews with mm-hmm. the athletes. Yeah, it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when that was going on. I think their coach was an American uh, hockey coach, right? I, th- I think yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. It, there were like three different languages spoken. Right. Mm-hmm. Like even with within Korea, you know, there's right. expressions that a lot of like Western expressions have been picked up in South Korea, so mm-hmm. that the North Koreans didn't know. Like, right. Yeah, it's fascinating. Like how many? Yeah. How many translators they needed right. mm-hmm. on site at all times for them to even communicate on the ice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I will not be going to any of the those because I will be going to the Welcome to Kami High sneak right. preview screening. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's going to be huge um, in the Ann Arbor community, especially because it's a documentary about Community High School, which is one of the four public high schools in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And um, Community High is a different type of High school, it's considered an alternative high school. Right. Um, their curriculum, their methodology is very different than the normal structured schools. And, you know, nowadays there are more and more high schools like this popping up. Yeah. But this started back during the Nixon era, which is just like completely crazy <laughs> to, you know, kind of step out from what has been the system for many, many decades. And uh, this just this is a documentary about the high school and how that started, how it came to be, what the teaching philosophies are. Right. Um, there's a lot of um, interviews with um, alum and also scenes of you know what their school does now. And uh, I personally am really interested in it. Um, for a few years, I helped mentor community high school um, kids in the first robotics um, team, mm-hmm. and so getting to know the children. Um, that were, you know, in community, it was really fascinating. I mean, the types of kids, there's definitely types of kids that go to community because they are, they, they or their parents are drawn to that alternative education style. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm really psyched. And, and their high school's jazz band is like renowned for being amazing. Um, their kids have won Emmy Awards. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're teach. I'm not uh, Emmy, sorry, Grammy Awards. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, their uh, teacher is well-renowned. I mean, it's just, it's really cool. And they're going to be here to perform in the lobby mm-hmm. prior to the screening. So that'll be really cool to listen. And that screening is also going to be a benefit to the film because it's uh, it's still it's going to be a very early screening in in its dis- in its distribution. Right. Uh, the money money that that the ticket sales will be going to uh, they'll be going to 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 finish the film and to dist- into right. uh, into into its distribution. Right. And to clarify, the film that we're, you're going to see is finished. It it's, is finished. It's yeah. not like we're, they're missing parts. It's just it's. The, the rest of the money is t- to help refine it and then get it into distribution. Right, right, right. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, I, I would be going to see that as well. And then afterward, I'm hitting uh, Them That Follow for a late night 9 o'clock screening. This is a film that I think that, w- that we brought up maybe once before, but it's again, it's about these Pentecostal snake charmers in the Appalachian Mountains. Uh, the uh, I, the actor's name is is uh, escaping me right now. He was in Me Earl and the Dying Girl. He plays one of the leads. Uh, Jim Gaffigan plays one of the one one of the parents. Walton Higgins is in the film, and of course, what's her name? She just won the act, act Oscar for Best Actress. Olivia Colman. Olivia Colman. She's in the film as well as uh, as one of the the mothers. It's a it's a really great cast. It's a very thrilling. Uh, film. It's so, does she have an Appalachian accent? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. She's and she she nails it too because <laughs> she, uh, she they could have easily made her character into a stereotype, uh, but that but that's not that's not uh, who she plays. It's it's a it's a it's a very it's it's a very uh, it'll keep you on the edge of your seat at nine o'clock. 
I think that would be that's going to make a really great uh, a really great screening. And then yeah, if it if it does if if I'm if it sells out, Jewels of Light and Dark is also a very great uh, positive film as well. Uh, Monday, May thirteenth, I'm starting out. Yeah, this one's really tough. Especially Leto has a has the the Q and A with the writer. Well, and the interesting thing too with the writer of Leto, yeah. um, we actually found out. So he went to the University of Michigan in uh, the nineties. Yeah, uh, studied film, and he actually used to work at the state. He was like a front of house employee at the State Theater yeah. when he mm-hmm. was a student here. So, mm-hmm. um, and the film's going to be playing in State too, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah. It'll be like a homecoming screening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're really lucky to have get him come to, to get him to come too because he doesn't even live in the states yeah. full time anymore. He he lives in Berlin. Yeah, so. he, he he just happened to be in New York. Mm-hmm. I think the weekend before. Yeah. and then when we found this out, we just we uh, we contacted him, and yeah. he was he was down to come. I think that from like getting his email to confirming him coming was like fifteen minutes. He was yeah. like, "Hell yeah, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, yeah!" So it's really exciting. Yeah, Mackenzie sent me the email. I emailed him, and I'm like, "Hey, I heard you used to work here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're showing your film," and he was mm-hmm. like, "Well, how can I say no?" Shout yeah. out to Prasad who let us know. Yeah. <laughs> So great. This film has some really great musical sequences in it. You know, they'll be a, they'll get on a bus and they're speaking Russian the whole time. But then the, the you'll hear the opening riff of Iggy Pop's Passenger, and then they'll start singing in, in in English and have this really great musical sequence of them on the bus singing Passenger. And then they sing Talking Heads. They sing Psycho Killer at some mm-hmm. point in the in the film, and it's a true story about this band in Russia during the eighties. Uh, as the the growing punk scene in the Soviet Union, a very fascinating, very fascinating movie. I'm excited for people to see that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to it. Yeah, and then Cold Case, Cold Case is another really great doc as well. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Again, this is one. Don't look up too much about the story beforehand. Yep. It, it takes a mm-hmm. lot of twists and turns in this. Like a lot of twists and turns. Like a hard right turn in about halfway through the movie yeah, where the documentary becomes about something else entirely. Wow. It's a thriller. Cons- it's like a conspiracy theory thriller yeah, yeah. that's all completely true. Yeah. Documentary. But it's all, it, it, it begins as uh, this, the guy, he's, uh, the, the filmmaker is attempting to find the real story of how this ambassador. Doc Hammarskjöld. Doc Hammarskjöld, the ambassador to the United know, Nations. The United Nations. Uh, his plane went down in, in uh, South Africa, mm-hmm. and uh, he's trying to uncover the the truth about what happened there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Right? Yeah, I'm trying to think if the plane went down in South Africa or if it just leads back to South Africa. Right. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah. <laughs> and then plot twist, and then yeah. plot twist. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> plot twist, and yeah. then another plot twist, <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah, into, into some really dark territory. Uh, we'll, we'll, leave it, we'll leave it right there. After that, I'd be going to see – I'd be – rushing over to the Maple Theater to see Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am. Yeah. This is a story that everybody, I think everybody needs to needs to see and understand. I think every, I read The Bluest Eye when I was in high school, and I really didn't know much about her life. I kind of, I knew the controversy around her books, but I didn't necessarily know the context of that con of that controversy. I mm-hmm. didn't understand who, what her life was. I didn't understand her thoughts on, on, on literature. It's a, it's a very touching movie. Mm-hmm. That's all I, yeah. Maybe this is one that you would suggest people Googling her first. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you'll appreciate it more when, because I think the documentary, it's not even, it's about her, but she's also in the documentary mm-hmm. talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, she, she's still alive. Uh, she's, uh, she was a very, active in in the film and the movie is about her life but it's also about you get into the discussion of what kids should be reading in high school there's Mm -hmm. an argument as of what what uh how how mature Mm -hmm. high schoolers are and what's appropriate for them there's a a lot of discussion i also love it because i feel like so often um great artists aren't revered until after their death Mm -hmm. and their their place in history isn't realized until after their death and i think that's especially true for women and i think that's especially true for women of color um Mm -hmm. so like to actually have have her engaging with her legacy and her works Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. as she's obviously still alive and Mm -hmm. it's wonderful yeah and uh, then after uh, Toni Morrison 
if if uh, if if one is to rush back to the state theater, it's uh, not th- possible. <laughs> this is th- this is this is the, the the big reveal of this of this podcast. The Secretopia screening on Monday, May thirteenth at nine fifteen is going to be yesterday. Yesterday. This, this is da- ooh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, this is Danny Boyle's new film about a guy. He gets in an accident of some kind, and he wakes up into a world where the Beatles never existed. Well, he's not just a guy; he's a struggling musician. Yeah, too. true. Yeah. So then he can basically he, he start he can claim that he wrote all of the Beatles songs right. and, people, and performs them, and people are like, "Oh my God, how did you write this beautiful music?" <laughs> Because no one's ever heard it. <laughs> right, and then uh, the, you have Ed Sheeran, who who uh, I, I I've never seen the film because yeah. the, the, this is this is a promo, this is a sneak preview screen. I believe it's coming out this summer, but you can just uh, look up the trailer for the film. It looks so pleasant and sweet and cute. Yeah, that Ed Sheeran comes up and you, you, you he tries to influence him to change the the lyric of "Hey Jude" to "Hey Dude." And he's like, who's, he's like, no one knows Jude. What are you talking? <laughs> I also really Lily James is in it, who right. I just think is delightful. If you guys saw um, Mamma Mia, here we go again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did not see that. Or <laughs> Kenneth <laughs> Kenneth Branagh, Cinderella, both actually really great movies. You should go. Look uh, up. Yeah, I think Kate McKinnon shows up in the in the film as well. I'm excited for it, especially as a massive Beatles fan. Mm. I'm really excited for that. I'm kind of surprised you're not wearing. Obviously, people on the podcast can't tell, but yeah. Nick wears. Um, is basically always wearing either something representing the Beatles <laughs> or Star Wars, and he's got nothing on to, uh, well, to represent either. Oh, so it's just I'm representing, representing Cinetopia 2016. Um, Tuesday, May 14th, I'm starting out with Map to Paradise at 4 o'clock. Yep. This is uh, another film that's going to be very beautiful to see on, on the big screen. It it's the the film is it's a documentary from Australia and it's uh, it's an environmental doc but I appreciate this one because it's less of this is what we're doing wrong to the environment than this is what we're doing right. Mm-hmm. There's all these problems in the world and this is the documentary that says but here's how we are acting against that. Right. And I like I said some and it goes all across the world they hit Antarctica in the film some really great shots of the coral reef in mm-hmm. Australia looking beautiful. Uh, I I recommend. Yeah. Yeah, that this one's going to be really great on the big screen. Is it basically like instead of stop doing this, it's do more of this? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, uh, state two fiction, uh, fiction and other realities, and this is going to be uh, with the director Big Phony, uh, a, or Bobby Choi, aka Big Phony. He's a Korean singer-songwriter, a very sweet romantic movie. Yep. yep. And he's going to perform at at the screening, right, Ariel? Yeah, so I've been working with Bobby to get him, one, to get him to come, mm-hmm. and then two, to bring his guitar. Yeah. At one point, I was like, how about I provide you with a guitar? Just let me know what kind of guitar you want, because mm-hmm. he's an acoustic player, so it's not like he needs an amp or anything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, uh, he was like, thank you for offering, but I think I'll just bring my own guitar. Great. <laughs> he's like, it's like set up certain ways. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so Bobby Choi, I mean, the movie is beautiful. Um, his voice is beautiful. You know, he sings like essentially indie rock music. Mm-hmm. And he was a struggling musician when he lived in New York. So he's actually born in America. He's an mm-hmm. American, a Korean American. And um, he kind of you know, started feeling like he doesn't really belong in New York. And when the opportunity came for him to go to Korea, he jumped on that opportunity and he instantly felt like he was home. Yeah. And I think it's uh, his story of being um, an, an Asian American and then going, quote unquote, back to his home country um, is something that a lot of Asians can relate to. Um, I can definitely relate to it. And uh, this film is sponsored by the UM, uh, NAM Center, which is the Korean Studies at U of M. And they are so interested and their students are so interested in talking to um, talking to Bobby because they have classes about this experience. Oh, OK. Um, of being um, a foreigner in the country where everyone else still looks like you, but mm-hmm. you're still foreign to them, but you kind of feel like you're in the right place because everyone around you looks like you and kind of mm-hmm. gets your culture, but mm-hmm. you're still a different culture than the people that are there. Okay. So it's even more in depth than just, you know, him trying to make music and um, mm-hmm. meeting a girl and making music <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right after that, you know, we have two really great, great screenings after that. We have the... Uh, Health Undocumented, a Q&A with the director and producer of that film. It's a, a short 85-minute uh, documentary about 
It's about um, undocumented residents in, uh, I think specifically it's in Arizona, mm-hmm. that um, they don't go to the doctors to seek health care because they'll find out that they're undocumented. Right. Mm-hmm. So a group of people formed a nonprofit to essentially bring health care to these undocumented people. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a really, really great story about mm-hmm. really great people. Yeah. And then the, the director is local, correct? Yes. Yep. Um, so th- th- that's uh, th- th- that'll be a great screening. But actually, I think if I were to go on this day, I would probably go to Phonotune and Electric Fairy Tale just based on personal preference. This movie is very weird. <laughs> this movie is it's very it's musical. It's bizarre. It is a, a post-apocalyptic tale of this group of uh, this group of kind of misfits. They've learned that their favorite guitarist is still alive, who they thought was dead, and they're going to go see his last performance. It's only 74 minutes long. It's uh, weird. It's bizarre, yeah. and I'm really excited uh, to see the to see a cr- to witness the the crowd's reaction to that film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wednesday, uh, we're going to start moving things a little bit quicker here. Wednesday, uh, I would be going to making Montgomery Clift. Uh, we have a director Q and A. At the beginning, uh, uh, with that screening, this is a documentary about Montgomery Clift, a famed you know, Hollywood icon who had a, a, a troubled life. Our colleague Sarah Irwine, this is, I think, believe this is her favorite film in the festival, hmm. uh, and I think a, a lot of people are really excited for that one. And then uh, we also have a at State Two at five forty-five, the film Maplethorpe again with the director Andy Timiner. Uh, arriving for that screening. Uh, this is a biopic with his name, I'm, Matt Smith. Matt Smith, who is long time dating Lily James from yesterday. Oh, really? <laughs> How about Tying that? Back. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But who is from Doctor Who? It's mm-hmm. he's the eleventh Doctor. Um, mm-hmm. This film it's 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 only ninety five minutes, and after I watched it, I my 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 only criticism of it was I wanted to it to continue this this film could have gone on a lot longer this guy's again maybe look up uh look up a little bit about maplethorpe before you see this mm-hmm. film or read patty smith's book yeah about the, their relationship mm-hmm. uh, which is incredible i haven't seen this movie i'm really excited that's okay. my number one that day for sure mm-hmm. and then after that complicity uh I'm, I, i'd be going to see that at, at 8 45 this is a japanese chinese co-production which is quite rare given mm-hmm. the, the the history of uh, or given the relationship of those two nations. It is about again, it's a it's a it's a fish out of water story. It's another immigration story mm-hmm. of a Chinese man who goes to Japan and he starts making noodles. He finds his family to stay with and he starts making noodles under a secret uh, under um, uh, uh, a Japanese identity. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he doesn't really speak often because he'll be found out because yeah. he only speaks Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I also am very interested in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not going to see Maplethorpe or Complicity and you're out in the Maple Theater, we mm-hmm. have another Secretopia film that's playing at 7.30 mm-hmm. with cast Q&A. Hint, <laughs> Jeff Daniels movie. So Jeff Daniels won't be there. He won't be there. But it, <laughs> but it, it, is, it, is, it is his movie. It is his movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, uh, the, the cast of the film will be from The Purple Rose yeah, Jeff Danos wrote this film uh, with director Timothy Busfield, mm-hmm. uh, another local local filmmaker. Yep. So you can Google that. Yes, Google it. Uh, and then Thursday, yeah. I was say Thursday. I'm really excited. We have uh, Detroit Voices, which yeah, will be absolutely. happening out at the Senate Theater. I think if you're going to do one thing that day, that's always mm-hmm. a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our only part of the festival that is submission based. Mm-hmm. So we seek work from. Local uh, filmmakers, from local yeah. filmmakers in the um, Detroit and the mm-hmm. larger Michigan area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's always yeah. just a great night to see all of the creativity that exists within this own community. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a chance to hear from all the filmmakers. You get a chance to meet them. Yep. Yeah, and they're all um, this year's lineup of shorts are fantastic, mm-hmm. and uh, this is actually the first year that we've broken up into two categories. One is narrative and one is documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we've we had some really great submissions. Um, our finalists are a really solid, um, solid group. And uh, I'm really looking forward to having at the Senate Theater as well, because yeah. that'll be, uh, I think this will be our second or third time using the venue, but the Senate Theater itself is undergoing renovations. Mm-hmm. The inside looks great. Um, the outside, they still need to do a little bit more work, but their marquee looks amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. 
And then there's a party afterward. Yeah. You, you get to hang out with all the filmmakers again and talk to some really creative young people. Yes, yes. And then uh, uh, th this, uh, also, this is also going to be the first day that we're going to, that we'll, we'll be at the Imagine Theater. Uh, a couple great Q&As there. We have a... Um, in Royal Oak. In Royal Oak. Yeah, the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. Uh, so come out and hang out with us there. The, their seats are recliner. You can lay back. It's really comfortable. There's a bowling alley there if you, if you feel so compelled. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have an on-screen subject for man-made That's uh, that'll be at the 7 o'clock screening. There's a documentary after so many days about uh, a folk duo who went on this group that went on this 365-day tour. That's uh, that's very inspiring and 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 fresh. And then uh, artificial at four o'clock. I guess I'm kind of moving backwards here. Mm -hmm. Artificial four o'clock is another great environmental doc, and something that I think that is really important for for everybody to see. For the sake of time, I think we'll we'll keep moving, but definitely look up those films. Uh, Friday, May 17th, another really busy day at Imagine. Um, we will still be continuing in Ann Arbor. Um, I think the first film that I would see that day is Killing God. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Q&A with the directors, Kay and Christina, from Spain, I believe. Yes, they are from Spain. They speak Spain Spanish. So mm -hmm. we're going to have a translator for them because their English is not very good. Mm -hmm. um, so that'll be really cool to have them here to talk about this really interesting, quirky film, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. Uh, after that, I think I'd be going to Two Dust. Uh, this is the com uh, it's a it's a dark comedy with Matthew Broderick and uh, uh, Giza. I can't remember his name. Giza is his, is his first name. He was in Son of Saul, and I believe he's in the, the Chaperone. He is in the Chaperone. That, that's now playing at the mm, Michigan as well. He's a great face. Uh, it's it's it, that, that that film is about he is uh, Giza is his his wife just died he's a a, a a hasidic jew his wife just died and he's having nightmares about his his wife's body decomposing so he be, he has this obsession of seeing a dead body to understand the decomposition process to comfort his nightmares mm. which he picks up uh, matthew broderick he's a high school science a community college science teacher to they become this very misfit pair it's I was having election flashbacks there when you said Matthew Broderick's a high school teacher. I was like, what? <laughs> um, the movie that I would see is The Infamous Future. It's a yes. very short film. It's like a longer short, but a shorter <laughs> full feature. Mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be really interesting because the documentary is about um, a school that was formed in Brooklyn that specifically um, was located in lower income areas that are problematic for where a lot of um, youth get incarcerated or commit crimes. Mm -hmm. So they kind of um, built these schools to become an avenue for these children to be educated among people that get them and get their situation. And um, it's just, it's a very positive film about what you know, one person's idea can transform an entire community. Mm -hmm. And um, we're gonna have um, on-screen on subjects. The uh, guy who founded the schools will be mm -hmm. here. Um, the writer of the film, and then one of the students that graduated. So that'll be a really, really, really cool uh, Q and A after mm -hmm. seeing this film. Mm -hmm. uh, then right after, directly after uh, the Infamous Future, I'm going to be running to see Mr. Jimmy with director Peter Dowd in attendance. I think I'm going to be moderating the Q&A for that one. And I'm really excited to, mm -hmm. to talk with Peter. The, the, Mr. Jimmy might be my favorite film in the festival just based on personal bias. I think <laughs> it's a documentary about a Japanese guitarist who has taken on the persona of Jimmy Page. It is, it's fun. It's wacky. It's, it's compelling. Uh, it's, 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 it's this real, it's a real character study of, of this guy who has taken his obsession with Led Zeppelin to an entirely new level yeah. of, 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 of fandom. And I'm very excited to, to see that, that film with the crowd as well. Yeah. Yeah, I really don't think you can go wrong that day just picking a city and staying put, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. um, whether that's Ann Arbor or going to Detroit for Cinema Detroit or Royal mm -hmm. Oak for Imagine. Mm -hmm. um, you could easily fit in three or four movies at any of those cities that you go to. Yep. Um, and I think there's really not a wrong choice Absolutely. on that Friday, mm -hmm. especially if you can get off work and go to the early showings. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, really fit them all in. Uh, Which actually some people do do. Yeah. <laughs> some of our pass holders tell us mm -hmm. they, they use their... 
uh, vacation time during Cinetopia so that they can fit a more movies, <laughs> which honestly, that's the right way to do it if you're able to. <laughs> Saturday, May 18th. Uh, again, you can't go wrong staying in Imagine or, or staying, going to Royal Oak or staying in uh, Ann Arbor at the state. Or Cinema Detroit. Or Cinema Detroit. I mean, I, I'm probably going to be going to see Gaza at, a, 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 at Imagine at noon on Saturday. as the documentary that I saw at Sundance about the Gaza Strip and about the people inside it. It's less about the conflict mm-hmm. that is happening within within. That 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 zone is more about the people living inside it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I was it's it's rough. I'm not going to lie to you. The the documentary gets pretty rough uh, emotionally, but fascinating and nonetheless. I think I'd be posted up in Cinema Detroit that day, um, especially if you if you didn't get a chance to see Maplethorpe earlier in mm-hmm. the festival. That you can see it then. Um, and we'll also be playing uh, the movie Bite Me, which I think we talked about on the last episode, mm-hmm. which is our fun um, vampire romantic comedy <laughs> starring grown-up Tom Marvolo Riddle. Um, look it up. Uh, but we'll have the director here for that screening of Bite Me at Cinema Detroit, um, which mm-hmm. I think will be a great Saturday night out. Mm-hmm. Um, we're really excited to have her come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, and then uh, the film following that, Jewels of uh, Light and Dark, will also have the director here. So I think it will be a really – that will be an exciting night. Um, and my favorite fried chicken place is like a block <laughs> away from Cinema Detroit. And then you got Third Street Bar. Like you could just have you could have a great night out within a two block radius. And yeah. Cinema Detroit is a very intimate space for a Q&A as yeah. well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the lobby afterwards. It's like guaranteed you can mm-hmm. talk to anyone you want to because mm-hmm. there's no backstage. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after after Gaza, I would be going to see Crossing Beyond, uh, what, what you discussed earlier. The Olympic documentary. The mm-hmm. Olympic documentary. And then I would be jumping to Final Adventure of Cactus Kid with the director uh, Q&A, a, a, another documentary with some animated elements to it. Uh, I, I kind of call it, it's kind of like Searching to Sugar Man, a mystery. Uh, the filmmaker is trying to uncover a mystery of what happened to this Russian cartoon artist, cartoonist. Is it Russian or is it Serbian? Serbian, sorry, Serbian. Uh, but yeah, uh, trying to, to attempt to uncover the story of what happened to this to the Serbian cartoonist. Again, we will have the director uh, there for that film as well. Coming from, <laughs> coming from Serbia. Yeah, yeah. And then I would be hitting in fabric for that late night 745 screening. Hell yeah. I think we've discussed this one uh, before, so we don't Maybe have to get into times. it. Maybe a couple times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is uh, from A24. It's a it's a horror comedy about a killer dress. I think that's all you have to say. It's just yeah. that movie where a dress is killing people. A, yeah. a dress from a department store <laughs> is killing people. <laughs> not not a dress is the killing of people. Yeah. It's a dress. A dress <laughs> is killing people. A garment <laughs> that you wear mm-hmm. is killing people. If, if 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 those films don't catch your fancy, well groomed, uh, with a Q and A with uh, the producer there again, uh, Sarah. It's one of her favorite films at the festival. I'm sure you'll be able to find her there for that one. And I feel like we also haven't um, really quick. We haven't discussed Midnight in Paris too much no, on yeah. um, these episodes, which um, is one of my favorite docs we're playing, uh, which it follows uh, prom night in Flint, Michigan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, over the course of like a spring, basically. As these, it's kind of like fly on the wall. Just observing um, these kids uh, get ready to go to prom and, you know, asking people out and getting the right dress and the actual night of. Um, And they're really able to get these kids to open up. Yeah. Which is it's it's shocking. <laughs> it's shocking how how much these kids are willing to say I on love camera. It. It's really funny. Um, and also, I mean, it just feels so universal. Um, yeah. Like prom just never mm-hmm. changes. I don't care if you're going to prom in 2019 or it, it, it really yeah, 99 it, or 79. It, it's always like the same conversations and the same uh, setup. Watching it, uh, it's uh, almost you get the the, the same. It, it touches on the same emotions that eighth grade did. Yeah. Where you you see like the worst parts that you like. Oh my God! I remember that, and I hate it. <laughs> or then you, you, but it also catches like, oh, that I do remember. That's like a very sweet moment yeah. here. I, it's, 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 it plays on. Mm. And it, both it's sides just so nice to see, um, you know, human stories coming out of Flint, where I feel like mm-hmm. we only ever hear the, the worst, of course, um, mm-hmm. stories, and um, mm-hmm. not actually about the people themselves in this community. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really love that film. That's Midnight in Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we, we come to the last day of Cinetopia, Sunday, May 19th. No. I would actually, uh, my, my, my first screening would be Our Time Machine at 11 a.m. 
uh, at Imagine, and then I am rushing back to the Michigan Theater Ann Arbor to catch autonomy. Mm-hmm. You could do that. That's possible. Yeah, it's yep. definitely possible. Some, some of your rushing, I'm like, you wouldn't make that, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over the last whatever thirty minutes we've been talking about this, but that one you could do. I could definitely, I can definitely make that happen. Our Time Machine is a Chinese documentary about uh, a puppeteer who creates the show for his father who has Alzheimer's. He creates a, he creates a basically tells the story of his father's life through puppets. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, I can't say anything more to that. It's, yep. It is beautiful. And then autonomy, of course. We've, we've discussed autonomy uh, a bit, but uh, the, the autonomous vehicle documentary followed by the block party at M-City, Yep. Which I am super excited about. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like nothing we've ever done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's really exciting how it came together. It just started as an idea, and I actually think Mackenzie was the one who was like, "Let's do a block." I think party. I said it as a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's a great idea." Yeah. Yeah, no, Ariel's the one who put it all together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited for the block party. Um, our operations team has been putting together some really nice details for it. It's gonna feel like a an Ann Arbor Street party. Mm-hmm. Um, we've confirmed that the uh, violin monster will be yes. at a corner. <laughs> um, so it's it'll be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm especially really interested in the film because I. I think the documentary really touches upon a lot of questions. It's going to make for really good conversation. And what's actually really funny that happened recently was, uh, so in the film, they talk about the trolley dilemma. Um, and the trolley dilemma, as you can imagine, it's you're on a trolley and then the track will split. Um, actually, you're not on the trolley. You're the person that pulls the lever to switch which track the trolley okay. goes on. Mm-hmm. And in on one track, there's one person and then on the other track there are five people Mm -hmm. and you sort of have to make that decision on which track to go to meaning you decide who dies Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um you know autonomous vehicles that's sort of that's kind of like what it is because humans are creating these algorithms for vehicles to decide which one is is it the you know less loss of life you know Mm -hmm. like how do you decide you know which who dies and um i was watching the good place (laughs) <laughs> and and they have an entire episode about the trolley dilemma. It comes up all the time <laughs> on The Good Place. Yeah. And uh, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. But in The Good Place, they really illustrated all the different scenarios. And then they're like, and now you know the one person. It's your friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was – it's, it's – uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it, and I think people are going to have really good conversations um, at M-City. Well, e- I mean, post, um, post-film, post there will be a Q&A with the director um, and the um, executive producer, Eddie Alterman, who um, is currently the Hearst uh, brand office, chief brand officer, but he was the editor of Car and Driver. And um, the do- documentary actually started from uh, a series of um, articles that Car and Driver did on autonomous cars. Mm-hmm. Um so there'll be really great opportunities for Q&A then, and then also continue it at M-City. We're going to have um, autonomous vehicles for display, and there will be people with those vehicles that can answer any questions. Mm-hmm. So I th- it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Some food trucks and everything. Oh, yeah, food trucks. Yeah. Yeah. No alcohol, yeah. unfortunately. It's mm. a... It's a, it's a university location. Yeah, of course. Um, but we will have lots of complimentary soft drinks <laughs> and waters. <laughs> Perfect. That's all you need. Yep. Uh, th- that's Cinetopia there, May 10th through the 19th, where it's uh, just about uh, a week and a half away yeah. now. Oh, man. It's <laughs> uh, so... Please come. Please come. Buy <laughs> passes. Passes are on sale. You can get tickets online, cinetopiafestival.org. We hope to see everyone there. This is your festival. Yeah. Southeastern Michigan. Yeah. Yes. We made this for you. <laughs> uh, we are coming pretty, this episode has been pretty uh, pretty lengthy, so I think we're going to cut the movie magic moments of what? the week. I want to uh, talk about Beyonce. You want to talk? Oh, no, <laughs> no, well, I mean, if, 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 well, what, 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 uh, what, what film is it? I mean, no, I was just going to, I mean, if you haven't watched Homecoming on Netflix yet, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it three times. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll let you explain that some other time. I mean, my, mine is, mine would probably be uh, Avengers Endgame. Yeah, and I don't, never and I heard do, of it. And I don't, I don't, I don't really want to talk about it too much on, on Mike because it would just be pointless because I'm not going to spoil it here. So uh, Avengers Endgame playing at the state right now. Come and see us. Uh, see how Marvel wraps everything up in their 11-year universe that they've created. Mm -hmm. Beyonce's Uh, been doing things for a lot longer than 11 (laughs) years. (laughs) 
Just saying. Since 15 and her stilettos, mm-hmm. she's been running this game. So mm. it's a lyric okay. from okay. the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actually, so in while I was watching Avengers, I had a moment where I was thinking about Beyonce. <laughs> I'm always I, thinking about <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna to have to continue this conversation some, uh, on, on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Behind the Marquee. Thank you both for being here uh, to join us, uh, uh, to join me on the podcast. We're going to be back. We're not going to be back in a couple weeks because the uh, the next time an episode would fall would be in the middle of Cinetopia, and we just don't have time for that. <laughs> so We might, if schedule permitting, be able to pull some filmmakers yeah, to do yeah. some recordings. Yeah, so, but it uh, probably won't come out during Cinetopia. Right. Uh, so uh, keep a keep a lookout for us. Follow the Michigan Theater on social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Email the podcast btmpod at gmail.com. Send us what films you're looking forward to seeing uh, at Cinetopia. Your movie magic moments, if you got it. I'll, I'll I'll read your emails on the podcast if you'd like. Uh, and that's all I have to say. Thank you for joining us behind the marquee. All right, sounds good. I drink water. I'm trying not to sniffle too much. <laughs> no sniffles. Team no sniffles. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by no sniffles. <laughs> sniffles. No sniffles. No sniffles. What's the MailChimp oh. one? What? A mail like I feel like every NVR podcast is brought by brought to you by MailChimp. So then they have like the Oh really? Yeah. I don't forget oh. what the ad is. I don't know. Oh I mean yeah, I always hear the the regulars like stamps.com. Can you but do it? Can you do the ad? <laughs> okay, can I do the ad? Yeah, like the five second like little pitch. Oh podcast like, pitch. You hate going to the post office, right? Well, good luck or good news. <laughs> Stamps.com. Stamps.com. They'll send you the the scale and uh, you know They'll send you a scale? They'll send you a scale, yeah. Wow. So yeah, so you know, weigh your packages and then it'll price everything out. Slap a stamp on that bad boy and it's gone. Wow. Yeah. It's fancy. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see how this episode's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> <Really> sleepy. <laughs> Game of Thrones hangover. <laughs>